Welcome, meeting makers. I'm your host, Lauren Green, meeting coach and facilitation trainer, here to help you unsuck your meetings one episode at a time. I've helped hundreds of professionals and organizations through leading inclusive, engaging, and productive meetings. And now I'm offering this podcast to help you do the same. Think of this podcast as an ongoing workshop, where each time you tune in, you'll get a bite-sized nugget of knowledge you can apply right away. If you lead meetings or might someday, you're in the right place. Let's make your meetings work. What's up, meeting makers? If you've made it this far in our season, you probably have a really great meeting planned. If you are just tuning in, be sure to listen to the episodes so far this season. Otherwise, this one won't make that much sense. Remember, we are here to make your meetings work, and as much as we like to wave our magic wand and make that happen for you, it just doesn't work that way. It's going to take a little learning and a little practice. We love the Noel Birch competency model. Definitely check it out. Give it a Google. This model breaks down the process of learning something new. I love bringing this one up in trainings. You always start in what's called unconscious incompetence, and that is the space where you're not good at something, but you don't know you're not good, so you're pretty much happy. And then all of a sudden, you hit a stumbling block and you realize, oh gosh, I am now aware that I am not good at something. And you might feel hurt or surprised or shocked, and you might stay in this place for a long time, but then you start to set goals because you actually want to get better at that thing. So then you enter the space of conscious competence where you are starting to get good at something, but it takes an effort to do it. And once you do it over and over and over again, you reach what's called unconscious competence where you're good at something and it doesn't even feel like trying. You probably know people who are really great athletes or really great teachers or really great at whatever it is that they do. And it seems to be effortless, and that's because they've reached the place of unconscious competence. And we want that for you when it comes to your meetings. But in order to get to that space, you have to get a little uncomfortable. I imagine that many of you might be feeling a little consciously incompetent right now, and that's understandable. But here's a pro tip. To learn something new and make it a positive habit, you have to surround yourself with positive rewards and reinforcement. For example, let your colleagues know that you want to try something different for your next meeting, and they can be there to support you. Or tell a friend about this podcast, shameless plug, and become accountability buddies trying out these techniques together. These tools are pretty simple, and the hardest part is going to be getting over the voice in your head telling you that fixing your meetings isn't possible. It is possible. So at this point, you hopefully have your agenda set and your facilitation guide ready to go. You're done, right? Well, not quite. If you are planning the session with others, it's a good idea to walk them through the process and get some final feedback on your agenda. Is there a leadership sponsor kicking off the meeting and do they need help with what to say? And have you given participants a heads up on what to expect? If you just got anxiety, chill. We're going to give you a few steps to hit right before your meeting that will minimize the amount of suckage. Remember to download the visual summary notes in the description after listening to this episode. 
That will give you a quick refresher so you don't miss any steps. Let's start with materials. Planning and gathering supplies can be a quick step, but don't wait until the last minute. Take a walkthrough of your agenda blocks and next to each section, make a list of anything you'll need for that section. We almost always have flip charts, the sticky kind, sticky notes, the super sticky kind, sharpies, pens, and of course, a copy of your agenda. Depending on your meeting, you may also want name badges, flip chart markers, and also copies of any handouts that the participants might need. Take a look through your agenda and note anywhere you want to be sure participants are taking notes. For example, if you're using breakouts, how will you know what was discussed? Perhaps you want to have flip charts for the participants to take notes on in the breakouts, and if you have a little extra time on your hands, consider a quick visual template or a mural board. For you visual geeks, check out our online course, Introduction to Facilitating with Visuals, and our other mini course, Facilitating with Visual Templates. The first is an all-in-one training that will give you soup to nuts everything you need to bake visuals better into your facilitation process. We cover things like basic drawing skills, improving your flip charts, improving your slides. And for those of you with some visual experience already under your belt, the mini course, Facilitating with Visual Templates, will fast track you through our modules on designing visual templates and using Mural like a pro. You can check out both courses using the links in the description and use code MEETINGMAKERS20 for 20% off your purchase. You may have thought we forgot to talk about slides, but don't worry, we saved your favorite part for last. Now that you have your agenda planned, you can make a list of anything in your agenda where slides are actually needed. For example, you may want a high-level agenda, maybe a slide with meeting agreements, maybe any slides that require participant instructions, and any presenter slides. Doing your slides last ensures that you're not reliant on them. Remember, slides are a visual tool, not the focus of your meeting. So do them last and use them only where needed. Confidence comes with experience. A meeting coach will help you grow that confidence. We'll work with you to find and grow your facilitator superpower while giving you just-in-time tools that align to your unique meeting needs. We offer three and six-month customized meeting coach programs, as well as one-off coaching sessions when you need them. In each session, we'll discuss your agenda, walk through new modalities, and give you time to practice teeing up activities. Our coaches have said that working with us helps them feel more confident to lead meetings that meet goals. If you love this podcast and want a one-on-one -on -one customized coach approach, visit makemeetings.work forward slash contact to partner with us and make your meetings work. Woohoo, you're almost there. Before your meeting, tag up with anyone who has a role in the meeting, such as a co-facilitator, a tech host, or presenters. If you're co-facilitating, go through the agenda with your co-facilitator and clarify who is leading which section. Build an understanding that these roles might shift in the moment, but knowing who is leading what and who is the overall lead is important. I do this with my close colleagues, and it really ensures that we don't step on each other's toes and that we don't get twitchy when things shift a little bit. It's an extra step, but it's definitely not one to take for granted. 
Beyond that, if you're meeting online, be sure to also set up a back channel communications to keep in contact with anyone behind the scenes while the meeting is taking place. This might be setting up a text thread or a WhatsApp channel. If you're using Zoom, there is actually a way to create a back channel on Zoom. And if you Google it, you'll find out how to do it. It's a little bit tricky. I found it hard to find the first time, but there is a way to do that. It's time. My favorite part comes. Raise your hand if you've ever shown up to a meeting and not known why you were there and what to expect. If you're driving, don't raise your hand, but everybody is probably raising their hand right now. Comms, communications, is how you avoid this. It's so simple, but it's the most missed step. As a facilitator, I make sure that a basic communication about meeting intentions goes out because I know that lack of clarity around expectations going in means that we have to spend more time at the beginning of the meeting clearing this up before we can get into the main focus of the meeting. And who's got time for that? At least once, and even better twice, before the meeting, send out a note with the outcomes, the basic agenda flow, not your facilitation guide, just the basic flow, and any other logistics information needed. Add in your note any actions the participants need to take at the top of the email. If it's an online meeting, it's also nice to include a how-to video or practice steps for any tools you're going to use during the meeting. And don't forget to add your web meeting platform link. You can drop all of this information into a calendar invite, but send out an actual email as well, because almost no one actually reads their calendar invites. If you need help with this, we're including a communications template that you can copy and use in the description. So now we've covered materials, prepping with others involved, and sending out communications. This is the last thing I promise, setting up the room. If you've majored in feng shui, this will come very easy for you, but for everyone else, it's going to take a little bit of forethought. For in-person meetings, double check that you can get into the space 30 minutes to an hour in advance of the meeting, so you have plenty of time to get situated and set up your supplies. I prefer to arrange the rooms in table pods as this is the easiest structure for breakouts. If you can't move the tables, do the best you can with what you have. Think about how to make breakouts work in the space and avoid classroom seating at all costs. You can't have a collaborative meeting in an auditorium. Just don't try to do it. Why? Because everybody is facing the front of the room. So you're not going to get people looking at each other and having collaborative conversations if they're all facing the front of the room. So just don't do it. If you have activities, put the materials out on the tables ahead of time or up on the walls, however you want to do it, and consider if certain materials need to be in certain spaces. Here's a concept called the room as the agenda. I believe this is popularized by The Grove out in San Francisco, The Grove Consultants International. If I'm wrong on that, please write in, let me know. But the room as the agenda is the idea that you would put up your charts or your activities around the room in the order in which they are going to show up in your agenda. So visually, and this really works best for in-person meetings, but visually the participants will know how far they've gotten by where they are in the room. That may not work for every meeting or what you have planned, but it's an interesting concept, so use it if you like it. 
For online meetings, I would log in at least 15 minutes early to test your connections, your slides, your links, your tools, and any tricky transitions. If you are nervous, log in an hour ahead and just walk away and go get coffee. It's totally fine, but give yourself that time. And if you end up with more time, then you can just go relax, take a few deep breaths. Now you're ready to go, meeting makers. It's time to fly. I know you've got this, so remember to take a few deep breaths before you kick off. And remember, it's not about you. If you set up the process, the participants will do the rest. And the next episodes will give you a few tips to help manage your own stress and any conflict that arises. Let's make those meetings work. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few minutes to rate and review so future meeting makers can find our community. Download a visual summary of this episode in the show notes and be sure to join the conversation in our Meeting Makers Facebook group. Want help with your next meeting? Reach out at makemeetings.work and we'll set up time to chat. Thank you.